Did you miss the headline and the top story of the day? Extra, extra, we don't matter. Don't worry, because we got you covered. This is how we do. It's the Cattles and Rami. Top spot. Hi, Rami down in L.A. on vacation with his lovely girlfriend, JJ, in Rami's spot today as we give you the top spot. And it's got to be Bradley Beal. So Sham Sharania earlier today tweeted out another team that's had Bradley Beal trade talks with the Wizards, the Kings. Sources told Shams and our friend Sam Amick here at Sacktown Sports. Shams continued to tweet, it's believed Beal would consider Sacramento given his no trade clause. But right now, there does not appear a clear pathway for the two sides. I stress right now. Who knows if there could be down the road. Uh, There is some scuttlebutt about OG Ananobi. Looks like uh, Toronto is likely to go young with the additions of the coaching staff that they've made. Kind of screams rebuild in Toronto. Yeah. So I I think Ananobi is going to be available for sure. Bob Pascal. Uh, I think Siakam could be had. I think it all depends on how much you're willing to give up. So as far as the Beal stuff, JJ, you're totally in on Beal. Yeah, sign me up right now, brother. And uh, I would be one of the first people to be at the very first game and cheer and root on Bradley Beal. I think he he checks all the boxes for the Sacramento Kings and what they're looking for. He's a perfect piece to fit into what... De'Aaron and Domas and Keegan, you know, what they present already. And for me, Domas' best aspect and and factor of his game is passing. And I think that, you know, sitting still and and putting up jumpers from above the arc and beyond the arc is what Bradley does, you know, the the, the best. And I think he helps out De'Aaron because he's a creator as well. You put the ball in his his hands, he can do work. And, and, you know, look, I know you're a big proponent of – Staying within the time frame of age brackets, you know, yep. he's 30 years old. He's not 24. He's not 25. But the, also, the other thing that he also is, is he is borderline star. And I'm looking for that. And I'm looking for someone that, you know, is going to move the needle for me. And I know, look, Kyrie could move the needle, but I actually think Bradley can move the needle and be substantial in what the Kings are trying to do next year. It's interesting because Bradley Beal is a two. So would the idea of the framework of this trade have Kevin Herter be sent out and Beal would replace Herter? Would you move Herter to the bench and try to hold on to him? I just, I see a hard time for this deal to be put together if if you're not including the Aaron Fox or Domas. And that kind of just defeats the purpose. Yep. You want to add a third guy. And Bradley Beal, to me, would be the t- second guy. I don't think he'd be the third guy. I think Domas would slide down to the third guy. And I also think it tells us that Monty is going to do what Monty loves to do, which is look for shooting. You know, not to say that Bradley Beal is like a, a light the world on fire type guy throughout you know every single season of his career, um, but he you know he has shot. I mean, when you look back, again he had a really down season in twenty one twenty two. He only played forty games. I don't think he was necessarily healthy, but he is a guy that throughout his career shot thirty seven percent from three. 
Uh, he really was a, a really good three-point shooter from his rookie season through 2017-2018. And then he's hovered around 35% or so from three since then. But he is somebody that can knock a shot down. And he, he is also somebody that can play offense at all three levels, which I think is is something that Monty is likely looking for this summer. Somebody who could bring some offensive versatility instead of just you know, Chuck and Duck three ball guy can 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 you create your own shot? And Bradley could could do some of that. He could he could create some of his own shot. So we'll see uh we'll we'll see if this gets any more legs or not. Uh but my biggest take from this, JJ, it's a big picture thing. It's not even just specifically Beal, because Beal we're talking a lot of money. We're talking somebody, as you mentioned, who is thirty years old. Big picture stuff, the way I look at this. This is big. This is huge. This is very important. When you look at it from the Kings' point of view, if you're a Kings fan right now listening to us, which pretty much all of you are, number one, it tells you the team's not just happy with what they accomplished this year. They're looking to do more. They want to do more. They desire to do more. And they're going to put the effort into trying to do more. So having a team that is not content with just getting to the playoffs after missing the playoffs for 16 years is great. It also really supports, by the way, what Mike Brown has been saying. You know, Mike Brown has told us when he first met the players last year, he told them, we're going to make the playoffs. I'm not worried about the playoffs. The goal is a championship. And so I don't know if you've ever worked for a company that sends mixed messages, but if if you're with the Kings right now, you've got your head coach saying, the goal is a championship. And following along with that coach's thought process is the GM. The GM is willing to take a risk for talent. He's willing to go after a Bradley Beal, even though he already has two all-NBA guys on his roster. The owner, JJ, is willing to spend the money that it would take to put these three guys together. So what it tells me is that this organization, after for so long not being on the same page for more than a decade, it feels like this franchise is lock and step with each other from the top on down, where the goal is a championship, the owner's willing to spend, the GM is willing to take a swing, and the coach is willing to tell his players and be transparent with them that the championship is the goal, not just the dang playoffs. Yeah, the the caliber of expectations, Nick, is has risen yes. for sure. Yes, and it seems like everyone is on the same playing field. They're all in the same room, and they all have the same idea. In in many instances, I'm not saying it works all the time, but that's the start of it. You know, to win a championship, everyone has to be on the same page. We can't be writing in all the different pages of the book. Yep. We all have to be scribbling and coloring and, and drawing all on the same page to move the narrative further. And when you have conversations about all-stars, three-time all-star, all-NBA caliber guys, you know, guys that's right in the prime of their career, like a Bradley Bill, knowing what he can bring to the table, lets me know they've had other – It's you, when we watch the war room or we watch the draft room, when we watch, you know, teams – during our offseason, anytime you go, you see a bunch of sticky notes and a bunch of names on the chalkboard or yep. on the whiteboard, yep. right? That lets me know if Bradley Beal's on there, that means Pascal Siakam's probably on there. If Pascal Siakam's on there, that probably means, you know, Zach Levine is back on the page. And so 
I, I just really love how all three of those guys that you talked about, Monty, who just got his deal this year and, it, and was extended, and Mike Brown's lock and step with Monty, that they're going for the moon, man. They they believe they have the foundation in guys like De'Aaron Fox, Domas, and Keegan to, work, to really win a championship. And we haven't always seen that here. No, no. <laughs> and you can also say, one last note before we get to some uh, more local news here about the uh, A's in, in a minute. One more thing you could say is that Bradley Beal has a no-trade clause. Not many guys in the NBA have that. He's one of – he might be the only one, if not one of a couple. And he's willing to consider to w- waiving his no-trade clause to come to Sacramento. So the days of guys not wanting to be here, the days of, oh, the Kings, no way am I going to go to Sacramento. No shot of that. Those days are done with. To a certain extent, up to a certain level. Bradley Beal and Dame Dalla are the two guys that everybody's talking about right now. They might be the two stars that get dealt this summer. So and, Miami, and according one, to everybody. And one of them is like, I, right, I'm cool with going to Sacramento. Ooh. When they have options, like you said, Miami being one of them. That, that says a lot. Nick, could you imagine Dame Dalla coming to Sacramento? Uh, Jay's number one fantasy. I could imagine it. Oh, I don't think it'll happen though, because okay. you know him and Fox. I don't... All right, I could imagine almost anything. Here's the uh, here's the latest A's news from the Nevada Independent Pirates, which slides into this uh, top story perfectly. The governor has signed SB one, so that is the final step from a legislation process. Uh, governor Joe Lombardo signed SB one Thursday, according to the Nevada Independent, and. Uh, of course, this is the bill that establishes the finance, the financial package of up to $380 million. So uh, what you have now is you've got the governor who signed off on this, the final step, which is, I don't think, going to be a hard step. Nope. Is the owners. The owners okay this? What is it, Kyle? 70%? 75. Oh, 75. So you need 23 of the 30 owners. 75%. So as long as you get 23 yeses out of 30 owners, the A's are Vegas bound. You know what's funny, Nick, is do you think the Giants' ownership says no? Um, I mean, they could. They could. Wouldn't Maybe it be, they abstain. Wouldn't it be interesting if they were like, no? How would that make you feel, Nick? Knowing oh, that they play- Anything that keeps them from going to Vegas just to shove it down Fisher's throat? And Manfred's, I'd love it. But this is all done. Yeah. But the Giants are also complicit in a lot of what's happened yeah, here. Yeah, yes. exactly. The fix is in. Right. But all, it would- all, of this, all of this, this would not be happening if Fisher didn't know that he had the votes. Of course. This is all happening because it's a fait accompli on the ownership level. And he knows that. And Manfred knows it because Manfred secures the votes and then tells Fisher, you got the vote, so let's move forward. It's over. It's over. The only question is whether or not they'd waive the relocation fee or not. No, they shouldn't, but they are. Oh. The same reason why they shouldn't be giving the, the Oakland A's, uh, you know, profits over the last few years. Team sharing profits. Say, all right, hey, look, you can move to Vegas, but you owe us $380 million. I would love to see it. <laughs> I would love to see it. That's why I wanted, even if Vegas did okay, which they have, 
I would have loved to see them play hardball and demand John Fisher uh, Oakland's, have to put some more money you know, on the floor. Uh, the uh, the the city council and all that stuff in in Oakland they're 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 talking about going pushing this into the court system. Mm-hmm. Put the tape on them. I don't think you do that. No, that just makes it more painful for A's fans. True. Just say la vie. Just leave. Leave the A's name. Yeah. Fisher's going to uh, laugh last. That's what he's going to do. Make all of his money. Las Vegas Spiders or something. So gross. All right. This will be fun, I think. Dude's a pirate, man. So the Ringer has released their top 125 NBA players. It's list season, as Rami says. And the uh, Ringer has their top 125 list of NBA players. How did the Kings fare? And what do we think about it? 90 seconds. Text line 916-339-1140. As a Vegas resident, I will not support a team stolen from another market or John Fisher. That being said, baseball is declining in market share, and Vegas residents will most likely not support baseball, even with a smaller stadium. One can hope. And I'll say thank you to that person. Thank you. Thank you. John Fisher so doesn't care because he's getting that revenue sharing money. Man, he'll be gone within the next two years. If Rami was Bet. here, I know I know he would want to do this, but I'll do it instead. Let's give away some Dirks Bentley tickets. Oh, <laughs> Rami, Rami's boy. Rami loves Dirks Bentley. Yeah, he is. He said he would be um, front row. The Folsom Lake Honda contest line, 1-800-920-1140. 1-800-920-1140. Call number 13. The contest line, lucky number 13, will win a pair of tickets to check out Dirks Bentley at uh, Harvey's Lake Tahoe. I'll be in Lake Tahoe in about 24 hours. Got a boy. Show's happening August 4th, so call number 13. You're the lucky listener that gets the pair of tickets to go see Dirks Bentley, uh, courtesy of Another Planet's Entertainment. Again, hit up the Folsom Lake Honda Hotline for your chance to win 1-800-920-1140. 1-800-920-1140. Text line, 916-339-1140. No deal on Bad Heel Beal. Wow. Man. There's a lot there. Yeah. No deal on Bad Heel Beal. Kind of like it. Kind of like it. All right, let's let's uh, let's stick with the kinks here, JJ. The Ringer released their top 125 list of NBA players. And, of course, now... The postseason is over. The season is over. So this is what it's going to look like for the summer. And I uh, wanted to take a look at how the Kings fared in this. There, yes. there, there are several Kings. There are several Kings in the top 125. Let's start with the first one, and I'm sure everybody could guess this one, although maybe not. Maybe some thought that the other guy, because you got two choices, maybe some of you thought the other guy would be the first that we mentioned here, but De'Aaron Fox. Or as Mad Dog Russo called him this week, De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron? De'Aaron Fox uh, is at 17 on the list, JJ. 17th. I like it. Out of the top 125. I like what I'm seeing right next to him is a bunch of runs. It was like the draft. You saw a bunch of point <laughs> guards, just Donovan Mitchell, John Morant, uh, De'Aaron Fox, and who was the other one I was in? Uh, Shea Gildress was a couple in front, Dame Lillard, Jamal Murray. They're all grouped, literally, from like 13 on to 18, all point guards. So he's in that mix. He's in, you know, some people preferably going to say, I'll take 
Shea Gildress. Some people are going to say I'll take De'Aaron. Some people are going to say I'll take Donovan. Some are going to take Jamal Murray. Some are going to take John Morant. They're all mixed up, but I like right where he's at, brother. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm yep. fi- and I know some people might say, oh, well, he was you know an all-NBA guy, and how can you be outside of the top 15 when you went all-NBA? Well, that... First, that's a year-to-year thing, yep. and this list is more of a you know projection kind of what you think this player is at this point, and you know w- what they might end up being. There's a little bit of a, a mix in there with that, but injuries, right? Mm-hmm. Like, would De'Aaron Fox have been All NBA if everybody was healthy? I don't know. What do you made at you know All NBA if certain dudes didn't get hurt? If certain dudes uh, weren't waving pistols, <laughs> weren't waving pistols. So I'm fine with. It. I'm fine with 17. So you're probably wondering where Domas is. Domas, J.J., is 20th. Same thing. Pretty much all NBA team, third team. He's right around that area. Uh, again, I we talked about James Harden. No way, no how is uh, James Harden, for me, above uh, DeMontis Sabonis. But 20, I like it. I think it's on the uptick. I went to check after you had talked about the, uh, you know, the pointing up arrow, so to say, and the pointing down arrow on which way they're uh, they're looking towards. Both Domas and De'Aaron, they're stagnant. They have no arrow next to them. So that pretty much means they're there to stay. That's kind of where they're at right now. 20 works for me. How about yourself, brother? Yeah, I wonder how much the Warriors series might have impacted this. You you possibly would have seen Domas somewhere in the top 15, maybe at the end of the season, the regular season. But now, you know, after the Warriors series, I do wonder if people are, are kind of a little hesitant to just automatically put him in the top 10, 15, somewhere in that range, right? So I have no issue with 20, though. I really don't. And, and here's the biggest takeaway. It's almost like the Bradley Beal conversation where we're talking about the specifics and the individuals. But big picture, J.J., this means that the Kings have two guys, Oof. two guys on their roster right now who are ranked in the top 20 across the NBA, according to the Ringer. I love it. I mean, that that means we're – and that's why I went to look at the uh, the arrows, which way they were pointing. They didn't have a, an arrow next to each other, but I was I was very interested to see if, you know, De'Aaron and both Domas, they're young. They're not 30, and, they're you know, they're, they're on the upswing to me. And it seems like, as we heard over the last week here with all the ESP and the four-letter guys screaming the Kings, I, I thought maybe the ringer, you know, Kevin O'Connor, those guys over there would show us a little more love and – and put us on the upswing. But I'll take the 17 and the 20. I uh, I enjoy Kevin O'Connor's work. I think he's really good. Yeah, I'm, we're not saying this before the season tips off. <laughs> no. We're not talking about Fox and Domas being top 20 players in the NBA. We're talking about Domas maybe hovering around 30. 30. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Fox maybe 35 to 40. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you think of it that way, they took a really big step this year. Sacramento Kings steady rising and rising and That's rising. That's right. 100%. That's right, Perk. So – you have them individually stepping forward and improving, and of course you had the team improvement, which was a beautiful thing. All right, let's jump to some of the others. Kevin Herter at seventy three. Whatever. Kevin yeah. Herter. Just I, I shrug my shoulders. I'm not going down eighty players to no. see where and what. It but did not end well. For yeah, him. I mean, just off the top of my head, if you said Kevin Herter was a top seventy five guy, eh, put him at hundred. Well, they put Malik Monk at 121. I'd probably push him up a little bit further, but, you know. Yeah. He's coming off the bench, and that's kind of tough because a bunch of these guys are starters, too. It's tough for me to, you know, beef about 73 and 121, honestly. Yeah, Yeah, but Monk and Herter were pretty close to equals this year in terms of production. Yeah, I mean, different different roles, different – 
mm-hmm. you know, hot and cold. Both guys ran hot and cold. I think Monk, you know, I would say Monk probably had the better season when you consider his role with the team. And postseason. Finally, no Keegan Murray in the top 125. Now, this is where I got a little action right here. <laughs> Nick, I had to... Uh, this is what gets your goat? Yeah, I, I, w- I went ahead and put 124 guys to see if it was better than Keegan Murray. I made my list, but no. I, look, I went straight down to the bottom and looked at who was number 125, and I was Dylan Brooks. And when I first looked at that, I was like, mm, okay, maybe Keegan ain't top 125. But then I went up to list a few more names and seen a few other names like Herb Jones. Of the Pelicans. Your guy. Yeah, yeah, okay. He outscored and <laughs> Keegan outscored and grabbed more rebounds, shot a higher percentage from the floor and three point line. I mean eyes to yourself. Yeah, we talking diving a little deeper and we want to go into, you know, all the, the the true analytics like Seth Part now. Yeah, maybe you can you I guess you could talk me out of that. Um but Keegan am I, he's better, he's younger. You know, on the surface and me looking deeper, I'm taking Keegan. Kyle Lowry was in front of him. Keegan outscored him, out-rebounded him, yeah, played Kyle less Lowry, minutes. Yeah. The other one for me, too, is Bogdan Bogdanovich. Your boy. Come on, man. Stop it. Keegan is easily better than him. See, people might say, oh, well, is it because Keegan's a rookie? No, there were three rookies on the list. Yes, Walker Kessler was up there. Paolo Bancaro made the list. 60. Jalen Williams made the list. And Walker Kessler made the list. So you had three rookies. Which is fair because those were the top three finalists for right. Rookie of the Year, but Keegan's right there with him. Yeah, I, I you can't put Kyle Lowry and some of the other guys that J.J. mentioned ahead Come of, on, Bogdan, ahead of Bog- Keegan. In an indirect way, they got rid of Bogdan Bogdanovich to, to follow and, and get Keegan down the road. Yeah, that's – I mean, come on. Herb Jones? I don't want to single out Herb Jones, but I mean, come on, dude better than Keegan dude broke a record he's only been in the league stop it man all right we got the call back coming up next Sacktown Sports Headlines I'm Simone with your Sacktown Sports Headlines could Wizards all-star Bradley Beal be dealt to the Sacramento Kings Sean Sharani and Sam Amick of the Athletic highlighted this enticing speculation this afternoon head to SacktownSports.com right now for more information mirroring the very rules of baseball itself Oakland Athletics are essentially one strike away from relocation the disheartening count revealed itself yesterday after Nevada legislature jointly approved public funding for the Las Vegas Stadium deal to uproot the A's out of Oakland. Tampa Bay Rays beat Oakland 6-3 on Wednesday night, snapping the A's seven-game winning streak. Finally, the 123rd U.S. Open is underway at the Los Angeles Country Club. Your live leaderboard standings are provided, of course, by Naturewood Home Furnishings, where it's all about choices and always about quality. Ricky Fowler and Xander Shoffley back in the clubhouse and tied atop the leaderboard with eight under, while the incomparable Brian Harmon sits in third with six under and through 12. Happy Thursday. Welcome back into Cattles and Rami with Jay Johnson. Kyle, please hit that call back. I'm going to light up these phone lines. The phone is ringing. And we are checking to see who's on the line. Long-time listener, first-time caller. News, gossip, a story. Okay, who's the next victim? It's the callback. On Cattles and Rami. All right, so earlier today, Cattles and Rami. No Rami. JJ in for him as Rami enjoys Southern California this weekend. Have to sand between the toes. So we had Tabitha Mueller on earlier today from the Nevada Independent. And she was on the Folsom Lake Honda hotline. And we were talking about, obviously, this A's deal and the fact that 
the funding was passed by the Nevada State Legislation and, and whether or not that was uh, surprising to Mueller. Here was, here was her answer. I don't think that it was a surprise that the public funding bill passed this week. I mean, we had seen a lot of discussions about it. I think <laughs> it, it was a surprise that it had died in the, in the regular legislative session. But as soon as the governor kind of brought it back and said this was kind of his priority for this second special session, I think it was from there it was just kind of a matter of figuring out what the team would agree to, what the lawmakers would agree to, and and kind of getting it moving forward. Now, before we move it forward, and I ask you about Tapith's answer, I, I want to I want people to get a peek behind the curtain here and what just happened. So I was setting up the sound, and I stumbled. And so what I did was I went into the talkback, and I let Kyle know that I stumbled because when I looked in through the glass, he wasn't looking at me. There wasn't the, you know connectivity between producer and and host. So I threw Kyle under the bus. Kyle quickly then threw Simone under the bus. threw me under that Muni bus. Oh, that was terrible. So I'm waiting for Simone to somehow find a way to throw JJ under the bus so we're all pointing fingers at each other. No, what Simone should do is throw Christopher Lott under the bus because Christopher Lott apparently gets mailed to the station and she was showing me a letter that was addressed to the champ, Christopher Lott. a nice handwritten (laughs) letter. It impressed me. I'm sorry. Simone, can you let Kyle do his job? I derailed the whole show. No, I'm going to take accountability for this. I should have been locked on and had the chemistry with you. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Can't pronounce Harmon. Harmon. I nailed it. Two more times I nailed it. It was just a one slip of the tongue there. It was terrible. Tabitha wasn't surprised that the deal got passed. I, I, I wasn't surprised. Were you surprised? No, sir. No. Absolutely Come on now. Not. And we can update this for you. The fix was in, Nick. As we told you earlier in the hour, uh, the governor has signed on for this. So it's passed. It's done. Uh, now you need 75% of MLB owners to vote yes, and they will. Yep. And the A's will be in Vegas. And the A's came out with a two-sentence Oh, this media release. This was like a hair across your tuchus. Yeah, man. I mean, this is... It's nonsense. I don't even want to. Re- I told you, Nick, I'm trying to stay focused. I'm trying to do my <laughs> job here. I'm trying to make sure I'm on point. I don't want I don't want you to get a phone call about my uh, my my language, my diction. And uh, so I'm on point. Yeah, I am. man. I'm holding it in, brother. All right. Uh, back to Tabitha Mueller again from the Nevada Independent on the Folsom Lake Honda hotline earlier. The $380 million of this public funding, man. JJ asked Tabitha, where's that coming from? Essentially, what this deal is, it's $380 million in public financing is kind of what we're talking about here. $180 million of that is coming from the state in terms of transferable tax credits. You have uh, more some of that money also coming in the, ter- in the form of bonding and it's from the county and then um, the transferable and then uh, just like a $25 million credit as well. And I think that what we're saying in terms of how these credits get paid back and the bonding is repaid is through tax revenue generated by the stadium. So let's say you go to the stadium and you buy a hot dog and you wear a baseball cap and you also buy a flag for the team. The tax the taxes on those items would go to pay for the stadium, if that makes sense. And it would be all, it would only affect the stadium. So the taxes off the stuff they sell in the stadium. Yep. You know what, what haunts me about this, Nick, is kind of what I talked about when it comes to do you support the shield or you support the team or you support the city. Right. People who are A's fans are still going to wear A's gear. 
and if you go to the game and you buy that, that supports the situation. Yep. That's the tough part about it. Yes. It's like, look, take that. Like I said, you guys become the Las Vegas deserts, spiders, you know, scorpions or whatever y'all want to call yourself. Leave the A's brand here. And then let's really see if that money's going to come to fruition by, you know, people going to buy the, the, the desert spiders, the Las Vegas desert spiders baseball. The Las I, Vegas 51s. I generally don't like when teams move to different areas and keep the name. Yes. It's just weird to me. Yes. I, I would rather reset. Yes. I really would. The Vegas, the Thunder. The Vegas athletics are going to, it's just weird. It's whack. Yeah. And if I'm Vegas, it's, it's your chance to have some ownership over the team. If you're Vegas as well. Because if you're in Vegas and you're a baseball fan, we we heard from a Vegas resident earlier on the text line that was like, I'm not going to root for them. Like a, 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 we stole them from Oakland and John Fisher as the as the owner. I'm not going to I'm not going to be rooting for that team. It, it would have been 100 percent better. Eno Saris said this yesterday. You know, it, it would have been 100 percent better if baseball just said, OK, we're just going to relocate you, but have a whole new brand. Yep. Just, that's what you're going to do. Yep. And they, uh, you know, it's a, it's a debacle, Lee man. Lee Day's name alone, man. It's a debacle. I can't even wear Now, I guess my question, Nick, can I even rock my A's gear anymore? Because I'm not down with the team. I'm not down with the movement. I'm not down with anything. I honestly can't tell you what to do because I've never been in that situation. I don't know how I would react if one of the New England teams, one of the Boston teams, left mm. the area. As someone who was in that situation a few years ago, you got to make that call for yourself, Jay. Everyone's what did you make do with the calls. Chargers? You, did you rock the Ladanian Tomlinson anymore? I, I had the Junior Say out growing up, not the Ladanian Tomlinson. Uh. But uh, I have. I am now a six-year recovering Charger fan, and I'm a happier, healthier person because of it. So does that mean you're still wearing the clothes or not? Oh, no. Nope. <laughs> Nothing. Disassociated with them. Stopped rooting for them. I'm a better human being okay, because of it. I got you. Thank you, brother. Thank you for the knowledge. All right. Uh, we got one more for you from Tabitha Mueller of the Nevada Independent. Uh, here's Tabitha explaining the financing and, and the lawmakers thinking. But I think one of the things that's also interesting about this is where they're putting the stadium, they're actually not going to have to pay the property taxes on that parcel of land. I mean, in addition to that $380 million that we're talking about, there's also, I mean, a lot of money that would be paid in property taxes that is not going to go back to the county, that is not going to go to the state, right? That's just money that the team or the stadium authority will not have to pay. As for the kind of financial aspects of this, lawmakers said in the assembly yesterday that this parcel of land that it's being proposed to be put on is a very valuable piece of real estate, right? It's on the strip. It's close to uh, the the airport to a certain degree. And and that's also something that they're going to have to consider when they put in the stadium and lighting and that kind of thing. Um, But it's, it's also got, it's just got a, it, it, it's something else would have been built there is what the assembly members said. And so, you know, I can't say whether or not this was the best thing that will go here. I think that there's been a lot of pushback on stadium deals recently. I mean, the former governor, Steve Fislak, uh, said, I can't remember when, but it was a while ago that he would not support public funding for another stadium. He did change that a couple weeks ago and, and went back on that statement. So, you know, I think, it, I think time will tell. Nick, Time will tell. Nick, they aren't, I mean, and I was going to say this to Tabitha, but we, we let her ride. 
They're not paying property taxes because they're not. They don't even own the land. They're renting and leasing the land. Yeah, nine acres, which Oakland was ready to give you fifty-five. Yeah, Oakland. You know, Oakland shot back, by the way, uh, because you know Manfred was saying, "Oh, Oakland never had an offer," and yeah. He and Fisher are just dumping on them. The mayor spokesperson, Julie Edwards, had the response, and this was from uh, Sarah Ravani from the San Francisco Chronicle on Twitter. Here's what the uh, spokesperson said. Totally false. There was a very concrete proposal under discussion, and Oakland had gone above and beyond to clear hurdles, including securing funding for infrastructure, providing an environmental review, and working with other agencies to finalize approvals. The reality is the A's ownership had insisted on a multi-billion dollar, 55-acre project that included a ballpark, residential, commercial, and retail space. In Las Vegas, for whatever reason, they seem satisfied with a nine-acre leased ballpark on leased land. If they had proposed a similar project in Oakland, we feel confident a new ballpark would already be under construction. Oakland showed its commitment to the A's, and that is why the A's belong in Oakland. Mm. So, uh, i.e., you're full of crap, Manfred, and we all know it. The deal that you're cutting in Vegas is completely different than the deal you were asking from Oakland, and that's because you wanted to put Oakland in a spot where they would have a tough time Delivering you a stadium so you could continue your plan and go down to Vegas. Yep. So scummy. It really is just so scummy. I tell you, man, them cats, everybody that's in the town that that dons that that is upper management for the Oakland A's. <laughs> they have, you know, no soul, brother. Just, just there's nothing there. There is nothing, and we've seen the uprooted, the excuse me, the rooted in Oakland, you know, movement. We've seen, you know, Dave Cavill. I mean, this dude for the last two or three years, that's all he's been talking about. Yeah, that's all he's been talking about. But now we don't even see none of these guys talking now. They dropping releases, media releases. Paragraphs like an English class right now. <laughs> oh man, nothing oral. No one's sitting down. No one's taking interviews. No one's answering questions. All they're doing is writing. Ghost this writing. seems like a cash grab. Cash. All right, mm. we'll uh, we'll wrap things up next. Your afternoon home for Kings Talk and more. This is Cattles and Rami on Sacktown Sports. My guy JJ is going through it right now. He's trying to stay away from all A's things, but every break he's telling me about coming with the info on press releases and how bad Rob Manfred's uh, press conference was. You can't get away from it, can you? No, I can't, man. It's here. It's on my doorstep, brother. Matter of fact, it's not on my doorstep. It is knocked on. It has knocked on my door, and they are uh, pushing in the door. I'm. I'm gonna have to go. You know, put the chair behind the, uh, the doorknob <laughs> at this point. Brother. What was the year that they officially broke your fandom? Where you were kind of like checking out on the franchise? Oh, probably about two years ago. Okay. Yeah. You lasted longer than a lot of people. Yeah, about two years ago. Last year, two years ago, I still had season tickets. Last year, I just couldn't do it. This year, I mean, look, we could go out and have a better team than they have. Mm. 
Simone, you can pitch. They've been hot lately. Means nothing. <laughs> they won seven in a row. They still had the worst record in baseball. Means absolutely nothing. By the way, uh, we, we've been talking about Zion. We, we've got a couple of other stars to talk about here, especially one that went on a pod and was just totally out of pocket. But, uh, you know, Zion, it, it seems like Zion might be on his way out of New Orleans if the Pelicans can get what they want and get him out of there. We had people earlier in the week, reporters, insiders, Shams, and others talking about how the Pelicans want to move up to, to three to draft Scoot if he falls to Portland at three. Uh, Mark Stein said that he spoke to somebody in the know and Zion could be available. Rafael Barlow came out and said Houston at four is looking to make a deal with that pick and Zion could be the guy. Uh, Howard Beck on Twitter. Love Howard. He tweeted out a little while ago. That uh, so uh, apparently, when you look at the coaching staff of one New Orleans, Teresa Weatherspoon was on that coaching staff, and legend Christian Clark reported today at NOLA News that Weatherspoon was leaving the organization, parting ways, and Howard Beck pointed out that Weatherspoon had a very close bond with Zion and was a key confidant during his long rehab. So if you're going to Brian Windhorse connect the dots with the index fingers, you could say this is the latest clue pointing towards New Orleans saying, bye-bye, see you later. We're not doing this anymore. We've had enough of you. We'll see if that is indeed what happens. All right, so Carl Anthony Towns, he went on the Pat Bev pod. And boy, did he say a lot, JJ. He said a lot on this appearance. First, we were talking about earlier in the week. I don't remember who it was. Was it Eric Pincus? I don't know. Somebody reported that. Uh, Cat could be traded relatively soon. So here was Cat and Pat Bev going back and forth on those trade rumors. Uh, team is solid. I mean, we looked good last year. I think everyone agrees. And then, you know, future-wise, I, I, I see everyone's trying to sell my house but me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kat, so, I was just about uh, to say that, man. Hey, man, what's with the people that you talking about? Listen, listen. All I'm going to say on it, the rumors are as true or as false as Minnesota makes them to be. So this is certainly not putting out the fire, right? Because he's, he's putting it on the team. And say, hey, look, don't ask me. Ask the team. The, the, these rumors are legitimate if the team says they're legitimate, which the team's not going to come out and say that. Never. Legitimate. You're not going to hear anybody from the coaching staff or front office say, oh, yeah, we're trying to get rid of Cat. We're trying to get rid of this guy. But they could leak it to the media, maybe. Maybe. But that's not what Cat's saying. Cat's saying if it, if it comes from them, which is not a leak, it's a, you know, you heard it from the team which you're not going to hear it directly Never. from the team. I'm sure they already leaked stuff. That's that's what teams do, and players do it too. So it, it's also a, a kind of an indication that Cat's not really fighting to stay in Minnesota. I know he talks well about it. Said, well, we played well, team looks good. But he's not fighting to stay. He's not saying, I don't want to leave. This better not be true. I don't want to hear my name in rumors. He's like, ask the team. So it, he's not really fighting back on this. I want to ask you, is is he virtually untradeable to you, J.J., right now? Yes. Yeah. 
Me too. I think so. If you asked me two years ago, I'd have been like, oh, different. Give him a you shot. You want to talk about chance. people making a lot of money different. next year? Fifty million. Year oh, after that, fifty-four, yeah. oh fifty-eight God. player option for sixty-two million in twenty twenty-eight. Oh my God! That's he, why he doesn't care. Right. That's why he could just say, "Ask the team. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm make two hundred million dollars the next couple of, few years." He is. Uh, he's the opposite, and we're talking about Zion. Zion to me still has a little bit intrigue for me. Where for the right price, I'll take a shot. I'm intrigued by Zion. Yes. I'm, intri- I'm just scared to hell. Truth by him as well. Cat, mm, I wouldn't take him on the Kings. Yeah, I wouldn't take him if I was a ball club and I was looking. You know, the Miamis, the Portlands. Um, sounds like you know Houston's going to be in the market for a few things. Who knows what San Antonio's looking at at this moment. OKC's got a million picks. You never know what's going on that way. But teams that are kind of looking for, you know, we talked about a star, superstar, borderline, top 30 guy. A lot of people consider Cat still borderline top 30. For what he's going to make, as you heard Kyle just talk about, and I just don't, I don't know if, and for good reason, let me say this, Cat in the pandemic had a horrific pandemic when yes. it comes to yes. personal life. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, this, this Brutal. brother, yeah, he, he is, he is standing tall in some things when it comes to his personal life that would have broke a lot of other people. And so, you know, I, I got to commend him on that. But as far as basketball wise on the court wise, he doesn't really touch me as, and I know he's got the star numbers, you know, something about him has never touched me as being, I can win a championship. He's got this. He's got this level of immaturity on the floor, and hmm. like just okay, okay. Like he's he seemingly always gets wrapped up into the officiating. He's very emotional on the floor at times, true to the point where it's a detriment to him and his team. He also just he commits these stupid fouls. He's for, he just I don't know. I, He's so talented, and yep. and obviously he he believes he's very talented. Because listen to what else he had to say as far as his impact on the game, JJ. I mean, I just feel like I'm gonna put it like this. I feel like when my time's up, and my and I retire, and I put the shoes up, and I say, you know what, Pat, I'm a, I'm a, me, the kids, and the wife. We gonna head out to the sunset and enjoy life. I feel like there's gonna be people who are gonna say, you know, that I changed the game, and I'm gonna be very appreciative of that. That's Everything's up for stipulation. And you know what I like to say is that no matter when think when this is all over, that there's going to be kids coming up saying that they're going to be able to play a different way because I played an NBA and did it a different way. Pat Bev says gangster. That's, that's, gangster. that's delusional. That's right. You delusional. We, sh- we should be checking that home for what you have. If there's anything going on <laughs> in that home. That, Nobody's yeah. going to be talking about Zero. you, Cat, when you leave the game about yeah. how you changed the game. No, you've been nobody. He's been in the league long enough that we would be talking about that. And right now, there's 20 other people who are overshadowing his play when it comes to changing the game. Jokic and Zion and Steph Curry and KD and so on and so forth, man. You know, look, good ball player. Uh, Again, I commend him for going through so much that he did through the pandemic personally. But as far as basketball, man, just eh, for me. That's out of pocket. Yeah, that dude. Uh, let, let's jump. Get to, your money, brother. Let's jump quickly to Dame Dalla. So there's been some back and forth about Dame within the media. Uh, is he going to get traded? Is he going to stay? Is Portland trying to trade that third pick uh, and and keep Dame? Here was Brian Windhorst on first take. Will Damian Lillard be wearing a different jersey next season? 
Not at the start of the season, I don't believe, as of right now. You said that they publicly haven't uh, made it sound like they're going to trade him. Well, I can tell you that privately, the Blazers aren't interested in trading him right now either. And I have to underline right now because we are in a fluid situation. A lot of disclaimers there. Uh, I don't believe right now things can kind of still happen. But are you already tired of this Dame Dollar stuff? Enough's enough? Yeah, free Dame. We've been doing this for a long time, haven't we? <laughs> free Dame at this point. We've been doing this for too long. And you know what? Free Portland at this point. Like, Dame should have been a Sacramento King anyway. But Free Chauncey Billups? You know, I mean, something got to give. Like you said, this is, I feel like this has been going on for a decade now, Nick. Yeah, I, I don't think he's going anywhere. Because I, I don't think... I don't know. I just think Portland's too loyal and too married to him, and yeah. and he's also married to them. I, I don't see it happening. Just retire a trailblazer and go down as the best trailblazer to ever play. Put a statue outside the Nothing stadium. wrong with that. All right, thanks to Simone. Thanks to Kyle as well. Uh, I'm out. I'm out. I'll be back uh, last week of June. I'm out next week as well. So Enjoy Tahoe, brother. Thank you. Everybody uh, be safe, be healthy, be well. JJ, be thank you, my man. I'll see you soon. Uh, the show, though. And some kind of semblance. Rami's out on Tuesday, too. So Jason Ross and JJ on, on Tuesday. But tomorrow, who's in tomorrow? Uh, Whitey, I believe. Whitey Gleason. Whitey J and me. All right. There so there you have it. That's tomorrow. It's Cattles and Rami, Sacktown School. Who are we blaming for that headline, Simone? Simone's not with us. She's hiding under the table here. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. It's not even good. lying. She is legit under the table it's right now. It's all good. It's all good. Now I'm working on a bunch of things right now because I'm going on vacation, so I'm not I'm not giving my my full everything, and I apologize for that. I was just gonna say, JJ <laughs> didn't have his mic. Mic check. But uh, don't one. don't John Fisher us. Yeah. Okay, come on, I won't. John Fisher. Mic check. Mic check. I'm back. Don't do that. It was Brian Harmon too. Was the name that got her? I'll I say didn't it. know Brian what the hell she was trying Harman. to say. <laughs> Brian Harmon. I- smart. These girls are smart. Play your part. Play your part.